Good morning. It's Wednesday, November 4th. I'm Christy McIntyre, and here are today's headlines from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Brought to you by Lucky Charms Magical Mission. Enjoy a new addition to family time with Lucky the Leprechaun's interactive adventure, where you'll be jumping, running, and singing to restore magic in the eight charm lands. Available on your smart speaker. Just say, open Lucky Charms Magical Mission or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Our top story, everyone saw the winding lines in Georgia's primary that kept voters waiting for hours and embarrassed election officials. They learned their lesson before Election Day. This time, voters and election officials were ready. Voting went smoothly for most people on Tuesday with short waits and much lighter turnout than expected. There were still problems in some areas, though. Technical glitches with voter check-in tablets called poll pads caused problems in Spalding and Morgan counties, forcing voters to use backup paper ballots. Voters at Morris Brandon Primary Center in Buckhead encountered similar issues. A Cobb County voting location opened late because a poll manager overslept. But unlike in the primary or the hectic 2018 election, these problems didn't snowball into excessive delays that held up voters and threatened their ability to cast a ballot. In politics, Georgia will send at least four new people to the U.S. House after the election, but not enough results had been posted to declare any winners as of press time. The death of Congressman John Lewis, U.S. Representative Doug Collins' decision to run for the Senate, and retirements by Congressman Tom Graves and Rob Woodall created four open seats in Georgia. In the solid red 9th congressional district once represented by Collins, Republican Andrew Clyde is expected to win over Democrat Devin Pandy. Marjorie Taylor Greene is also expected to easily win the 14th district race. She was essentially unopposed after Democrat Kevin Van Osdall disqualified himself and moved out of the state in September. In crime news, a 20-year-old accused in a fatal shooting outside Lenox Square earlier this year was arrested Tuesday in New York, according to Atlanta police. Ricky James Lafargue had been on the run since the March 8th shooting outside the Buckhead Mall. Investigators believe an argument over a parking spot led to the deadly shooting. Tuan Guen, 31 of Tennessee, was shot in the head and died at the scene. Police released surveillance images of three people possibly involved in the shooting. Four days after the incident, Lafargue was charged with Guen's murder, but he eluded capture until this week. Mr. Lafargue was apprehended by the U.S. Marshals Service in Brooklyn, New York. Atlanta police posted on social media, Mr. Lafargue is being held in New York, awaiting extradition to Atlanta. And finally, President Trump and Governor Brian Kemp hope that no matter who wins Tuesday's election, their plan to block healthcare.gov shopping under the Affordable Care Act for Georgians and to revamp individual health insurance is here to stay. On Sunday, with the election two days away, the Trump administration signed off on its waiver agreement with Georgia. It's the latest of more than a dozen states that have reached agreements with the federal government to tailor the Obamacare health insurance market and by far the most unconventional. And as Trump officials raced to do it, they added a unique clause at the end, which appears to tie the hands of any future administration to undo the work. An administration's action to suspend, modify, or terminate the waiver in any way not provided for in the Trump administration's contract, it reads, would constitute a material breach of the contract.
That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day.